I'm Dulce Sloan and welcome to That Black Ass Show, a podcast celebrating the Black TV shows, movies, plays, and all types of Black content that have and continue to shape the world. This week, we are talking about TV drama Greenleaf with our special guest, Amina Amani. Greenleaf premiered on the OWN Network on June 21st, 2016. Created by writer and producer Craig Wright, the show follows the Greenleaf family as they run their Memphis megachurch amongst the lies, scandals, and battling family dynamics. It stars Merle Danridge as Grace Greenleaf, Keith David as Bishop James Greenleaf, Lynn Whitfield as Lady May Greenleaf, and Oprah Winfrey in a reoccurring role as Mavis McCready. Today's guest is comedian, host, actress, and one of my good friends and hairdresser, Amina Amani. She performed at the world-famous Apollo Theater, 2018 Carolines on Broadway, March Madness Comedy Competition, the DC Comedy Festival, Skank Fest Comedy Festival, and appearances on Viceland, BuzzFeed, and Scary Mommy. She's a great friend. We talked about why she loves the show, Greenly. Now, why did you want to talk about the show, Greenly? Um, I wanted to talk about the show, Greenly, because one, I, I kind of knew you didn't watch it. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I did watch it, and I stopped yes, watching Yes, yes. So I knew it was going to be a little controversial for you, but I just, I love this show so much because it wasn't controversial when the thing is when I start, it wasn't so much controversial. It's when I was like, okay, I like the actors on the show. This is well-written. This is good. Um, now that I found out that girl, Meryl, who's the main character, has a theater background, I'm like, okay, her acting makes way more sense mm-hmm. to me because she has a very expensive theater She's background. She's a singer too. Like a right. Broadway and singer. And so when I was watching, yeah, she did a lot, excuse me, she's done a lot of musicals. And so, but it's like, Preacher got it. And then it's just like, okay, a strange sister, head pastor's having an affair, the uncle is molesting children. I didn't, I'm out. I'm, I already know. I already know. Oh, the son might be gay, but he's married and his wife is controlling. And then I'm like, I've already seen this right. show 16 okay. times. I'm fine. Okay. I kind of checked out because I, because one in like the first four episodes when I started seeing what was mm-hmm. what, and I was like, oh yeah, I know how the fuck this is going to play out. All right. I'm good. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm there's the electricity we need in the world. And I couldn't, it's a very well done show, but the thing is it was just so predictable for yeah. me. Well, so the thing about it, how the show was introduced to me was people was like, if you love the black church, you're not going to enjoy this show, right? You're not going to enjoy this show. If you love the black church, if you love it. So then I was like, well, let me check it out. Wait, they said if you love the black church, you're not going to like the show. Why? Because the show was shitting on black church and telling the truth about black church. To each his own. What was the point? To each his own. Right. To each his own, right? But I just feel like at the end of the day, it exposes how human we are. So we can't really hold certain people to a level uh, of, I feel like, unhuman characteristics. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we're people. The same thing with politicians. Right. Yeah. We do the same with politicians. Like, can you believe that he cheated on yes. his wife? Yes. Yes. <laughs> dudes, that, dudes, I used to work in a warehouse. The niggas in the back cheated on their right. wife. Why wouldn't a man who's a multimillionaire not also cheat on his wife if this nigga getting paid hourly is out here banging other chicks? Like, what are you talking but about? But I can relate to this show so much because I didn't necessarily grow up in a church, but when I was in Atlanta, I went to church heavily. And I remember there would be things mm-hmm. that would go on 
and you will find out about it. And you just, you either will be shocked or you just be like, okay, but why does the result of that have to be someone not coming to the church or someone not being said about because this has happened? So even like I right. remember my pastor, her, her grandchild was like, she was a lesbian, but at that time it was all, you know, in the closet type things. So she wasn't more, she wasn't welcome. And then I remember one couple was a lesbian couple. They adopted a child. And then as the pastor like was praising their work, what they was doing with the child, other people was just like, oh, I'm not going back to that church because they support lesbianism and all of that kind of stuff. So um, I just, I like the show because it's relatable because that is things that actually occur in our churches. Because there's always, because it's like, I always like how people cherry pick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because like we, I mean, I didn't grow up so much. We would go to church and then there's times where we didn't go to church. And we would go to church and it would kind of, it wasn't 100% consistent. Because like we used to go to, um, let me, oh my God, I can't remember his name right now. That big church that was in Decatur out of Flat Shows, Bishop Paul's church. Remember that big church where it had the white man as the pastor and everybody would go over there? Not it was over like off of Wesley Chapel. I'm say, to, I thought you thought, I thought you talking about Eddie Long for two seconds. So I <laughs> no, I never we never went to Eddie Long's church. We did go to um when Juanita Byron because Creflo's on oh national. No, we never went to Creflo. Creflo was on TV, so we didn't have to go to Creflo. Creflo came to me in my living room. <laughs> um but it was so funny with so many people they didn't mess with Creflo Dollar just because his last name was Dollar, and I was just like that don't mean nothing. And then he was talking about, I got a jet. I'm like, okay, these folks might have been right. Um, but <laughs> since he used to live over there on Cascade and we used to go by his house and it was a mansion. And he had the big letter C and the F on his gate. And we and, and people used to judge him for that. Like, what are you doing with that elaborate gate? <laughs> well, okay. Fuck his gate. The nigga still is in a giant house. Like it's I always have been so interested that people think that like pastors should take a vow of poverty. But this is the thing. Pastors are paid based off the tithes. Mm-hmm. If 5,000 people go to your church, I'm going to live somewhere right. nice. Right. I mean, it just, and, and the thing is, it's like, it's, ta- it's you know, that tax exempt status. Uh, the church does. The pastor has to pay taxes because the church pays him. So if you don't want your pastor to be in a big old house, then don't let your pastor have a mega church. So I like, don't know. To me, I feel like they do a lot of work. I, I mean, as an adult, seeing what to give, what you, what time you have to give and commit to something yes. every day, like Monday, Wednesday. I'm like, I mean. Yeah, pastors just ain't pastors on Sunday. Like it's so much that goes mm-hmm. into it. And it's just like, because I try to make sure, because, you know, I do my fast every year. and it's, I'm like, I'm just doing this for 21 days. There's pastors. My mom, mama will fast for 40 days. My mama fast for a hundred days, but that's her walk with God. Right. So it's, I completely understand like because it's the black church is so part of, it's such a huge part of the black community. Mm-hmm. And so I think I guess when, I, when it came to the show, I was just like, okay, we're now showing the underside of this like we're showing like the issues with it um and it was it was very interesting but i don't think that's always a bad thing and so that's why i kind of wanted to talk about the show too because some people will just label the show as one thing and be like i'm not gonna watch i'm not gonna check it out because it's doing xyz 
But the reality is, I don't know. I think the actors were amazing. I love Lynn Whitfield. She's my favorite <laughs> out the whole show. Oh, Lynn Whitfield is, is amazing. But the thing is, I don't think, I think there are probably people that's like, I'm not going to watch this because they shitting on the black church. Or, you know, we real funny about, we don't want people exposing our business, but it's just like, there's a whole group of women that on a regular week expose everybody's right. business in this church, if you really want to talk about exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. That's their professionally known. It's like, oh, what happened? Go ask mother such and such. She'll tell you exactly what went down. Um, So you first got into it because people told you about yeah, it. Yeah, I first got into it because people was like, you ain't gonna like it. Don't watch it. It's, it's you know, it was like a... So you started watching people told you you wasn't gonna like yes. it? Yes. <laughs> you just want to be Oh no, I don't like this show. You ain't gonna well, tell no, me I wasn't what I'm determined watch. to like it, but I think it got to the point where, especially you know, when I braid hair, I watch Mad TV. So I, oh yeah, yeah, I think it got to the point where it was like, well, what else is there to watch? And I was like, oh, well, I heard bad things about this. Let me check it out. So, because I think in watching Killing Eve, I think because you were doing, we got to watch yes, Killing Eve. You were that doing was my real good too, but you know that ain't black. Yeah, the second, the third season. I mean, no, the second season just started. So get into that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we was watching Little Mermaid <laughs> last time. <you laughs> and the steer got scared of Ursula and climbed in my lap. And I was like, he's such a sweet baby. I love you. Um, so now what are your, some of your, because like, are you all the way caught up? Yes, I'm all the way caught up. I'm waiting season? for the next season. I'm the, the last episode that I saw, we found out uh, that. So it's funny because one of the sons of the pastor, his wife, He's cheating on her, right? For the for like, say the full three seasons, right? And this is how I go. Next thing you know, season four, she decides to take her own little dip out of this relationship, and of course, he blow up, and now it's over. But she did catch an STD, so I guess it was worse. But um, <laughs> to see, and that's fucked. No, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. They shouldn't even wrote that that way because it makes it seem like, well, he's a man. What he's doing, you know, is fine. And then the one time she stepped out, she gets the, you know, the mark of the beast. But that's always how it goes. Anytime a man get a taste of his own medicine, it 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 stabs a wound that down now they can't even live again. They can't even breathe again. It's, well, it's you know. Right. So I so you're talking about Jake. Yes, Jacob Greenleaf, his wife, yes. Lamont Tucker. Um, that's always so interesting to me because men will do you so dirty. And as soon as you go, okay, how you do that to me? How you do that? And the Hold way up, he was cheating was so obvious. Up, he man. wasn't even trying to hide it. At least she was hiding it. At least she was trying to, you know what I'm saying? Well, I can't say at least. Either way, both was wrong, but she wasn't, right. he was bold with it. I know plenty, so many dudes who have cheated, and I'm just like, just break up with the girl. You're going to cheat on her. Why are you doing this? Well, you know, she holds me down. If she holds you down, why right. are you cheating on her? What are you talking about? So she go do the same thing. I remember sitting on my patio in my apartment, and my homeboy is crying. How could she do this to me? How, and I was like, nigga, you've been cheating on her the entire time y'all been together. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Like, Isn't that wild? And I kept saying to him, you are dead ass wrong. And when this girl finds out, you're going to get your fucking feelings hurt. I mean, I'm a man and better than that. And I was like, all right, you don't keep this man shit. You're gonna, and I'm talking about he was bawling. I can't believe she did this to me. And I'm just like. This is the least she could have right, done. Right, exactly. And then you also need to be way more compassionate about this situation. But that's never how it works right. out. Like, well, two rights don't make a wrong. I said, yeah, but you've been dead ass wrong for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
she hooked up with one dude. And I know for a fact there's at least four chicks that you don't mess mm-hmm. with. But it's she can't. I'm like, all right, I'm not doing this with you, goofy ass nigga. Um, so yeah, I'm so, all caught up. That that happened with them. So now Jacob's mad. He leaving. I don't want nothing to do with her. Um, and I don't know. We still trying to figure out what is Grace's secret. Like we know she had some issues in the past, but I'm still trying to figure out what she's hiding. So we left off there. She's still hiding stuff. So but we did find out that Grace is not Lynn Whitfield's. Uh, like the pastor is not his her dad. We found that out. I think casting told us yeah. that. <laughs> um, I think casting let us know that because the thing is, when, like when you look at the because like the kids on the Cosby Show, like you think yeah. the kids on the Cosby Show, the kids was all different. But as black people, we we're like, yeah, we can accept this because we're all different colors. But you have definitely set up a definite scene. Right. With the children and she's the in this oldest family. daughter too, so it's kind of like this, you know that that would make sense, if anything. Right, because the thing, because there's, there's, uh, there's a sister that died, and then there's the jealous sister, and then there's Grace. So it was Grace, Faith, and Charity, mm-hmm. right? And then Jacob, and then there's, there's just one brother. Right. So there's four kids, right. and she's the oldest. Yeah, but it. I think when she was around too, what it seems like from the family is, you know, like they were young in the relationship. And then also, I don't even think he ha- he was that well established as well. But also he mm. had been cheating with her sister for some time too. So it's just all messy. The pastor was cheating. Girl. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So Grace's baby daddy, the main character. Is the pastor's best friend. pastor. Is the pastor's best friend? No, not Grace's baby daddy. Grace's baby daddy is some white oh. man in where they was coming from, Texas or something. Arizona. Yeah, some, yeah. They like she traveled back, like because the opening, the opening season is her com- returning home. Yeah, her coming mm-hmm. back. Yo, okay, it's the old boys in Arizona. Um, so she got a man. So, oh wait a minute, you talking about Grace's father? Is what's his the mama's husband? Yes, the the dad from um sister sister. He was the best friend. He played that character. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Wait, this is the oldest child. Yes. Wow. So you were faithful to your husband from jump from up top. Wow. But at the defense of, you know, they were having issues in a relationship and he had stepped out and I, but also she was kind of in love with the best friend, but she chose to be first lady and not do that. Because, because now she has a house and a state. Yes. <laughs> an estate. And it's the bitch has an estate. There's plenty of women. There's plenty of people that have gone a state love, uh, money, love. And honestly, I've never been presented with those choices. Right, um, but I've also. But what would you do? I've only been presented with. Well, I've only been presented with love and um, poverty. <laughs> is the only thing I've ever been presented with. Because uh, broke niggas love yeah. it. Um, if you're going through a time in your life, if you have lost a job, if you have lost your way, then you are trying to holler at me. Yeah, will say. Yeah, will say slump. <laughs> um, these quarantine dudes is popping back up, and yeah, oh it's just God. like. If you're going through it, you're going to call your girl. I was like, all right, this is this is who I am. It this must be my mom. I don't even think, I'm not, I don't even think I'm attracted to it. I think it's like, 
niggas in a bad position always look for first of all somebody people in bad positions always look for people in good positions mm-hmm. well that's true and somebody who ain't eating always looking for somebody who look like they eat <laughs> so <laughs> and you you was eating sis <laughs> ain't missing no but meal eating. didn't know not a nail meal <laughs> Nah, Jack, we out here eating fine cheeses, baby. We are having a good time. <laughs> and this ain't even the question about my weight. Y'all think I'm trying to, uh, out here trying to fat man shame myself. Not today, say That's not what we talking about. No, but about. don't say cook. She cooks. Baby, she I is a cook. chef. Listen, come on, friend. All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back. Hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Let's get back into it. Okay, so... Um, because I was asking what your favorite moments one for the series. So when Old Girl cheated, uh-uh, nah, when the wife my cheated favorite back- moment was okay. So Zora, which is Jacob's daughter, uh, okay, so cheating his right, daughter. His daughter got with one of like the superstar singers from another church. I forgot his name. Oh, yes. Um, I I know him. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I was like, dang, should I get the name? But no, 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 no. I got it. Got it. I got it. I got it. Um, no, I actually like know that boy. I went to some event the other day. So he is a little goofy. Anyway, yeah, you can get his name. But my favorite, that was my favorite moment was when she decided to run off with him. And as Jacob was trying to pass her the phone, he took the phone and catapulted that thing right on the floor around the car. Yo, it was. Girl, I'm talking about it was great A acting in my book. But um wait, so what she ran off with through her phone? Yes, on the concrete and it broke in half in front of the whole family. Cause they was because once she turned 18, she was like, I'm out. Y'all can't tell me what to do. Y'all can't tell me what when to do it and who I'm gonna love. And so literally she packed up her bag, but he was abusive at the time. Like he, it was like that young. Yeah, I thought his character was verbally and physically abusive. Yes, yes. But she just, all she knew was she loved him. That was her first. And she had to get out. Listen, we put so much, uh, Isaiah Hamlet. Yes, yes, thank you. Is the character. We put so much emphasis on the first nigga that we love. And 90% of the time, he's trash. Yes, we don't know no better. Because you didn't know nothing. Rashawn Fegan is the boy's name that plays him. Um, but you didn't know. Now, some people, they first love, that be... Cause like one of my friends, um, I've known since middle school. Him and his wife have been together. They started dating in the seventh grade. Wow! And now they're married, four kids, and I think she just had her last baby. They had their last baby last year. Wow! But they have been together since we were like twelve. A part of me wants to say that's it's admirable, just, but then another part of me is just like, Ugh. some people that just oh. yeah. But the thing is, that worked for them, and that's always worked for mm-hmm. them. But for me, I'm just like, any nigga I knew at the age of 12. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm all set. Nah, I'm not. Listen, I mean, yeah, we can sit up and watch Power Rangers. We're both 12. But at the same time, get out of my house. Get my house. Yeah. Okay. So that was your favorite moment with the old boy through the phone. And yeah, broke. that was one of my, I, I laugh at that to this day, as you can see. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> now, what do you think of the portrayal of a mega church? Uh, whew. I think, I think it was, did you ever go to a mega church? So I've attended a few. I've actually attended Creflo's even when it was in Atlanta and when it was in New York. And then 
Crestle had a church in New York, yeah, every Saturday at the uh, Manhattan uh, Center. So was that across from Penn Station? Oh, I don't know if you know. But it's like Manhattan. You it's know. like Manhattan's. They had black girls rock there. They do all types of productions there. You said what? Oh, okay. You said... I thought there was a library across from Penn Station. I know there's a Dwayne Reed. So right across from the D- Dwayne Reed is the hotel. And then and then okay. right across from, what's that, like Chipotle or some movie theater? Right there is, it's called Manhattan something center. I forgot the name of it. Oh, it's like a staging area Yeah, and stuff they like put that? together plays. They do oh, all okay. types of productions there. And so he would have his church there every Saturday. And then finally they hmm. got a location out in the Bronx. But prior to them moving today, I had stopped going. But um, I've attended a few mega churches, but um, I don't know. I think the portrayal would be accurate because, again, you know, they still have to handle business. They still have to handle money. Yeah. This this is not something that is going to be easy to deal with. So I could imagine that the board meetings are tough and they like, yo, what's up with the offering? But that kind of stuff, I'm like, I wonder if it is true, but I wouldn't know. But like a pastor gets off from church and then the and then the board of trustees is like we ain't make that much in time and so you don't need to preach no more like i don't know how that worked that didn't seem accurate well i mean i don't know because i think with some churches like it they it looks like from you know what you can see sometimes it's like like you know when a guest pastor comes you have to do an offering for the guest pastor Mm -hmm. um it's Interesting, because because I've always wondered like how do pastors get fired? But I've seen churches they get a new pastor and they're like, we don't like the way he preached. We ain't coming. Mm. Or you got this guest pastor this month. We don't want to. We saw him. We don't like him. We ain't coming back. And they don't come back. So if they don't come, they don't tie. So I guess you can. I don't know, but so like, so the corruption storyline, and then because then like the corruption storyline was you know. That's the thing I think people fear the most about church. Right. Well, because their whole thing was they burned down their pri- previous church to get this new church built. But somebody was in the building when the fire happened and that was the other pastor's dad. And so now he mad and he on a whole vengeance rage. Like he like, I'm going to kill y'all. I'm going to destroy your family because you destroyed mine. Oh, they did, there's all. Listen, <laughs> if you're going to be out getting some arson, do a sweep of the building. Make sure everyone's accounted for because apparently whenever somebody want to do some arson, whenever somebody want to blow some shit up, there's always somebody who was sleeping in the yeah. bed. <laughs> the janitor was still cleaning up, girl. Janitor was still cleaning. He ain't here to all clear. He had headphones in. I don't know why people don't do it. Just a clean sweep of a building. Just a smooth head count. Yeah. Before they burn some shit up. Yeah. So. And arson is often the easiest crimes to prove. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Like, oh, yeah. A hundred. Like, how does this gasoline get in the sanctuary? Hmm. Right. You burnt this bitch up. Like, you got like. Listen, I don't speculate, but I was arson so easy to prove. Like, you really have to work very hard for them to not be able to fucking prove it. So, because there was that storyline, yes. and then the the sexual assault storyline which we all with the uncle um but then also the sexual assault with Oprah and Lady May that was also a story as well and then wait so her so the that the first lady and then her sister played by so Lynn Whitfield and her sister played by Oprah right they they apparently was sexually assaulted by their dad 
of their dad. Right, which is also the guy who sexually assaulted her daughter, his dad as well. Whoa, 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 let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. So they're siblings. Lady May. So Oprah's character. I forgot her name. Sorry. And then her her brother. So their brother is so their brother, because that's the uncle who sexually assaulted. Right. Uh, yes, but that's also the uncle who was hiding tax uh, fraud behind the church and helping them conceal it too. So it was just it's a lot going on. So there's a, so there's always a shady ass uncle. Yes, if you are not aware of how uh, a lot of families work, um, when you back when you would have all of them kids, there was also there was always a shady uncle. There's always a joke. There's the uncle you don't leave the kids with. There's always these people. There's a drunk uncle. There's a rich uncle. There's all these kinds of uncles. And I was thinking about this one day because I only have one brother. Mm. So I was like, what uncle? This nigga, I, <laughs> listen, there's only going to be, I need him to be the rich uncle. I need him to be the successful. I need, I just need him to be, he just needs to be safe. That's all, all I fun. need. It, it, all, it could be a fun one. The one who, oh, there's a fun yeah, uncle, there's all, yeah, right? a fun uncle's always the one that comes around. You get in trouble because y'all doing stuff y'all ain't supposed to do, but you have a good time, right? Like the auntie that lets you smoke weed at that exactly, You're like, yeah. Why are you 16? Leave me alone, right? See, this why you can't. We're not even doing all of what you're about to start talking about. Let me hang out with my niece. Why are you? Let me, let me go cook some shit. Go have a family. I'm over here being cool with my niece. Yes, there's always a cool auntie. Oh, it's a uh, Mac McCree, mm-hmm. Uncle Uncle Mac. Okay, yeah, Uncle Mac, mm-hmm. my bad girl. I ain't, I came with so, all, no characters. Girl, listen, <laughs> there's also a thousand people on it this show. It is, apparently. but it's all black. It's a it's a long list of black cast members. Sis. A plethora. They even got Everybody. our girl Latoya from Destiny's Child. Latoya Lucky, she has popped up in there. I also saw that Terry Vaughn is on it playing a housekeeper. <laughs> Wait, what? Hold that's- on. The girl from um that play that was on the Steve Harvey show. I I might have missed her. Now I gotta see. Terry I'm J- like, what? A housekeeper. Terry J. Vaughn is on it. Oh. She played on Steve. Wait, I don't remember seeing she was the housekeeper. She might have only had a few, like, you know, why need on it? That's what I'm saying. Right. In, like, I'm trying to remember if I saw her. I don't remember her like that. It must have been nothing. I mean, she must not have had a heavy storyline. She must have just been. That's crazy because she's a great actress. But, you know, sometimes you got to work. I mean, obviously, but I just I don't even Dang, I'm trying to remember her. Ah, because we had Patty LaBelle and that was very significant. But Patty LaBelle was like a big like. Uh, she came on as a big like motivational speaker right, and singer, right, 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 right. Yeah, and you know, she did. So give me like a Juanita Bynum vibe, right. Basically, when she came, in. but she also was a preacher for herself. So she was trying to encourage Lady May to also become a preacher for herself. She was like, "You don't need him. You don't have to be first lady. You can just be the lady." The people are there. Any mega churches? Led by Juanita Biden for a second, but I'm trying to think: Are there really mega churches that are led by black women? I mean, the first person I would think of is uh, T.D. Jake's daughter. What's her name? Sarah Jake. She owns. She runs a church, correct? Her own church. 
Did Jake's daughter got a car? I believe so. My sister, my friend goes to it in LA. I'll double check right now. Um, Sarah, Vadia, do you know if Sarah Jake's on her, runs her own church? Or is she like a... Oh, she does. Okay. She does? She has her own church. Okay, my bad, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean... LA feels so different. Like, not... because I mean, I haven't been... It's like, LA... I was talking to my homeboy, like, when you get to LA, I love LA, but LA also feels completely godless. Like, you just get out there, you're just like, oh, y'all don't pray to nothing but smoothies and kale in this bitch. This is the god avocado out here. And that's not just how I feel. And when I went to church out and there, then, it, it was... It felt that way, friend. We It was a, in a big theater... We had to go through metal detectors uh-huh. before we got in there. And so we went to a hood church. It, well, apparently this was Justin Bieber's church. I think it's called Hillsong or something. Oh, Hillsong is, uh, yeah, Hillsong so is it's very... A big, um, it's a big place. So I, I don't know if it, I would consider it hood, though, because it wasn't... I was, well, no, you said metal detectors, but uh, you, a lot of those mega people like to shoot up shit. Uh, um. Especially a church that celebrities could be in. Yeah. Yeah. Hillsong is one of those like alternative Christian rock uh quick service churches. It felt so like, it's like a performance to me. I mean, not knocking anybody who attends and loves the church or whatever, but for me, mm-hmm. like you said, God, it just felt like a perform like I felt like I want to go watch somebody perform. It felt like a play. Yes, a hundred percent. That's that would oh, that would make me so mad. That would that would really bother me. That would really bother me because now it just feels like you just playing with God. Well, for me, I was just like, I'm not gonna do this again. I mean, my friend hit me up. She was like, I'm going tonight. I was already in a good mood. I was like celebrating out there. So I was like, Yeah, why not put a little sprinkle a little Jesus on top of this? Make it a great day. Yeah. And then I went, I was right. like when I went to go see um my friends when he graduated from Morehouse. They had, you know, they'll have someone do a prayer before the ceremony. And so I guess it was a chaplain or somebody came out and said, everybody bow your heads. We all bowed our head. And then she goes, oh, great spirit. And half of everybody looked up and went, bitch, (laughs) who the fuck, who are you talking to? Who? who? Like when she, because we all bowed our heads. We said, oh, because it was a whole field of black people. Right. And when she said, brow your heads, we did it. Oh, great spirit. I'm telling you, 60% of us lifted our heads and was looking at each other like, I remember looking at a woman and we both went, fuck I'm all set. Who is she? I'm all set. Who is she talking? <laughs> who is she talking to? Who's she praying to? I don't know them. I don't know who she's talking. Great spirit. I know who she's talking. There's a woman that was like, she wasn't real loud, but she was just like, I don't know who she's talking to. Mm-hmm. I don't know no great spirit. I don't pray to that. Who's she talking about? And I was losing it it was so funny um but so but that's why i'm always mad at though i'm mad that when we always do see church on tv and like in movies they don't never really give us church like we always got to get like one little snippet of the sermon and just be like that's what it was well i did you see have you been watching empire no no so that last this last season uh, one of the sons, he's uh has various mental issues. Like he's bipolar. He who have a um a personality disassociative disorder, and so he was he was having a problem with that all season. It started last season, and he ends up in a church, and he basically 
there's like he split his personality in two. And so he's he's having hallucinations of another person, basically. Oh wow. And so because two seasons ago he had a hallucination of another person, right? So this is a running thing with him. And so you see him, and the person's doing evil things, and so he proceeds to dump this person in a baptism pool. But you have to remember that there's no actual other person. So eventually they show you he's actually dunking himself in a baptism pool to get rid of this evil alter ego. While he's doing this, a choir, and he's like a church, it's like 10 o'clock at night. And this choir shows up, and they start singing, great is his mercy. Mm-hmm. And girl, I was just like, I'm tearing no. up on the couch. Oh, they got a rip. Girl, see? I'm talking about the, see what I'm saying? Girl, I'm talking about the spirit. The spirit was hit. You know they probably no sang that song for maybe two, three minutes. And I was like, yes. girl, I'm, I'm on my couch towards me. Yes. Your, your loving kindness. Girl. I'm about to start tearing up right now. And I was just like, oh, the hand of the Lord is on this choir. It's three minutes. I'm already in tears. Great is your mercy. I, girl, I looked it up and had to put it on my phone. Day after day. Day out. Girl, I could cry. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh. They got Cece Wine's niece so, on the show. She's singing. She had it a choir or whatever. And I'm like, where is the real? Like, come with it. Come with it. Sometimes you just want to see it. But I'm just like, I know sometimes you can't really hit these folks with the realness, but sometimes it's like the whole show about church, because like the, um, did you ever see, uh, there was a show on, there's a show on HBO. It was the mighty gemstones. Something mm-hmm. like that. Mighty gemstones. Girl. Yes. And it was about a white mega church. Mm. Cause I think sometimes we forget about white people going. Well, they had that in this show too. They had that in um, green leaf. It was another white church coming in, trying to integrate. I was trying to integrate their church? Yeah, because the church got so bad financially, so they was just trying to see what they could do. And so then another church was coming in to pretty much take over after they had so much oh. drama going on in their family and it was hurting the finances. Because they had the FBI had to come and pick up all their documents. Says, Girl, yes, tax evasion. So the white church came Girl, in. Everybody. And they was like, ooh. That's how they got out. It was like, keep it short. Keep your sermon short. <laughs> <laughs> they were doing things like that in the show. No, 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 no. We don't keep sermons short. If you keep the sermon short, the Lord don't even get to move. What are you talking about? We've been have praise and worship for an hour and a half. What are you even saying? Girl, they was like, oh, you ain't been to church like, at 4 p.m.? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Sometimes church be too long, though. Sometimes at 10 a.m. to 4 a.m., okay, we're just being excessive right been now. There. We've always but I'm a, I, I'll give you two. I want to have praise and worship, fine. But we come in, we got to say these announcements, praise and worship, hour and a half. You get two more songs, the pastor talk for an hour. I'll give you three hours. I'll give you three hours. But we started going to this white mega church on Woodstock. And when I tell you, choir sang two songs, the pastor probably preached for 40 minutes. We was done. And we looked at my, I was like, one day I looked at my mother, I was like, did that even count? Were we here long enough? I don't think any. I don't think this counted. All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. Hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Let's get back into it. Okay, so what about the, um, so wait, so there's also a closeted yes. choir director because 
someone's closet closet is the choir director. So this is no, this is choir director's husband. So that so the choir director is a woman. So well, the choir. I don't want to know if I can't call it. So Grace and then what's the other one? Uh, what's the daughter's name? Grace and then uh, Charity. Charity's husband. Charity. She Charity was like the lead singer. I don't. She, she was trying to become something greater in the church. And I think eventually season three or four, she did become director of the choir. But at the time she was just like lead singer, her husband. Um, well, apparently he didn't know he was gay. Then he kind of found out along the way. Yeah. So I don't know if he was like, what? I don't know. Like up top, it seemed like there was a gradual awareness of him being gay. It didn't seem like he knew he was gay. He married her and had a baby with her intentionally knowing he was gay. It didn't seem that way. It didn't seem like a hundred percent under, you know, in the closet, but, but it's yeah, right. from what they were showing us. Cause like, he was like, you know, just curious. And then he started like feeling attractions towards me. And that's the way they portrayed it in the show. It's um, in my opinion. It wasn't like he was on some Ugh. grimy stuff because even when, he was speaking about it. He wasn't really trying to speak about it. You know, he was still uh, in denial himself. He was still Exactly. So, but by the time he mm. fully realized where he was at with it, they had a baby and he was already in love with another man. So there's that. Damn. <laughs> but then, Damn, but son. next thing you know, the church had to deal with that too, because one of the choir directors eventually that they did hire was gay. And because people knew that, they weren't trying to hire him full time because of that, because they felt like it wasn't a good image for the church. So those were two entities of homosexuality where the church was just like, nah, I'm not really trying to sit with this. So this was Ty White, who plays Kevin Satterley, who is Charity Greenleaf's husband. Mm-hmm. Girl, the way you explain this is like when I'm trying to tell somebody about my uh, Korean drama. Yeah. And then Deborah Joy Winans. It's Charity Greenleaf, but she's the one that's always so jealous of the sister. And, you know, you left. And because I'm telling you, when I first watched the first couple episodes, I'm just like, oh, she's going to be hating on this bitch. So this show goes off the air. Well, she's, so she is the youngest. And I think when it comes to family dynamics, a lot of people know that the youngest tend to be a little more spoiled and entitled. And so I feel right. like not not only was it jealousy, but it was just entitlement. Like she felt like she should get some of the things that were pretty much given to the other siblings that she wasn't getting. And I think mostly, mainly was just like, you know, her parents feeling proud of her and giving her more attention. And even as an adult, she was struggling with those emotions. And so she ended up being the least favorite character for myself. I was like, I'm, I'm tired of her. She, yeah, because every time I see her, she'd be worried. Yeah. Like, I'm done with her. Also, like, just take my- for the team. If we a family, we come in together, we like, don't say nothing. Even if you don't want to, even if you want to say something, you feel like it's right that you should be stick with your family, sis. Oh, so she be going against the family. She just be talking. Well, yeah, eventually in like season four, she was like, I don't care. I'm, I'm telling, she was started snitching on the family, sending in notes and stuff about what the feds? Yeah, not the feds, but with, so with the white church came another pastor who wanted power. So he was trying to completely like, toss their family to the left. And so she was giving him information to kind of leverage himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, because he probably promised her a position. Well, he promised her a position. Then he promised her love and asked her to marry her. And then in the end, girl disappeared. He was like, no, thank you. Wait, he disappeared? Yeah, 100%. 
Well, you have to you have to marry her to solidify your power. That's how you would. But then I think when it comes he, to stuff, like that, I think once it all became dismantled and he wasn't gonna get that power, he was like, "I ain't love you for real," and she was so shocked. Wow. <laughs> okay, so you believe this nigga? Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's so sad. Because I'm I wouldn't believe a word he fucking told me. I'd be like, "Let me get this straight." But when you just out here trying to, I mean, I get it. Because there's people that, like, there's always that character where just like, I never got what I deserved and da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to, you just latching on to anybody who has something to be able to. Uh, but if somebody's about to turn you somebody. against your family, you should automatically know that they will do the same to you. Like, the same. Right. But if you're dealing with the type of person who has no problem going against their family. Well, that as well. So, because you have to, people choose, people look for certain types of folks. Like, I need, because that dude came in and was like, okay, how can, I can't mess with the mother, the mother's, old. so you just go down the line and be like, okay, who can I grab? Because if you on some grimy shit, then it's, who can I grab to help me do this? And he saw that she was vulnerable. Yeah. You know, she was just like the wounded gazelle in the back of this situation. Now, I want to say, uh, now I do want to get to my favorite thing called, uh, Black ass confessions, but before we do that, so the creator of the show and of the show is Craig Wright. No, when I looked that up, I was like, oh. and the show was created by a white man. <laughs> now the executive producer is a guy named uh, Clement Virgo, but Clem, uh, Clement Virgo is a black Canadian oh. who moved from Jamaica when he was eleven. So technically, this so, is not that black ass show. Well, I mean, it's black people on the show. Yeah. It just wasn't created by a black man because the dude Craig Wright who created it, he created a uh, Six Feet Under. Yeah, he created Six Feet Under. He created some other really popular shows, but it's like, uh, and Oprah executive produced the show as well. But you know, this American white man pops. This white man popped up and was like, "Hey." I want to do a TV show about Black Church, Oprah, and Oprah said, okay. Oh. <laughs> I love Oprah, sis, so I don't know. Are you, what you trying to say, sis? <laughs> I mean, is it, because the question is, because we've been given a lot of church drama. I mean, but if you were given this script and you read it, and it grabbed you. I mean, it was a good script. It's a good script regardless of who created it. We can't be mad. This is the question. A white man can create, anybody can create any kind of show, right? right? But it has to be, you went to a black, so you had a black show, you went to a black network, and you got a black executive producer. So already, so Oprah's executive producer, mm-hmm. and it's her network, and you got a black man executive producer. So it's. You might have been a white man that made the show, but you got a lot of black people around you making the show. Yeah, I think that's their way of asking for permission, in a sense. Oh, by going to Oprah's network? Mm -hmm. Because what if you went to other networks and they were like, nah. Because I want to know, I would love to see it, and I I would love to know what made him want to make this show. Yeah. Because I think he used to be, like, I think Judith was telling me, my um, producer, that Craig Wright used to be a pastor. Oh, so I guess that would make sense. Right. So I guess if you were a pastor, I mean, 
I don't know how you, you can't be a pastor and not deal with black church. You know, we out here, you know what we're doing. We're making the most noise about it. Um, but when I saw that and I was like, wait, what? Ah, that's wild. But I'm sure black, but I'm sure white people have created a lot of black shows. Yeah. No, I did look that up at one point. I was disappointed. Um, but I, I had already got wheeled into the show and, and I loved all the characters. And then also, uh, who sings on the intro song? Is it Cicely? It's not Cicely Tyson. I thought the song, I thought the intro song was just music. No, it's a black woman. Um, Ooh. let me get that. Cause I was singing it. Amen. <laughs> oh, maybe I just remembered. I just had a few episodes. Girls, and I was like, oh, this was years ago. Like, Charlie I watched, like, Caesar. Yes. That's Charlie Caesar. Says, get into it. Oh, shit. So yeah, to do okay, Charlie Season, and that that's a very legit. That's a very legit uh, opening line. So he, this guy uh, Craig Wright, who made the show, he did Six Feet Under. He worked on Lost. He's been a playwright and a minister, and now he's a TV writer. So yeah, he used to be a minister. Mm, okay. So so maybe he's saying I'm gonna give you that. Huh? I said, yeah. Well, we I guess we gotta let him have it. I mean, at least he was a minister. Yeah, I love the show. At least, unless you know something about church. Okay, so we are to my favorite part of the show called uh, Black Ass Confession. So, Black Ass Confession, for those of you that don't know, I'm sure I have theme music. I just like to make noises. Um, so, Black Ass Confession is when you confess a, a TV show, movie, or a general black ethos mm-hmm. culture thing that you can't do. For instance, I can't really play space. Mm. Uh, abomination. Abomination. Did. I know. No, no, no. This is <laughs> the thing. I understand. I know the rules. It's just playing it. There's too much yeah, going anytime on. Anytime somebody start explaining so, why they can't play space or how they know how to play it but can't play it good enough, I just, you go in one box and it's a no thank you. Right, but I've also seen you lose at spades a lot. So you can't say, I mean, sis, I, we was out on New Year's Eve and you was getting into it with folks about their spades. I said I played a couple of hands and I always uh, renege. And I don't know how I'm reneging. I can tell you that. I played spades, I always renege, and I don't know how I did it. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember if I said, said spades before, so I guess I will also say... um that I have yet to see Queen and Slim. I have not had a chance wow. to see that yet. Listen, I understand it's back. It's Black Bonnie and Clyde. I couldn't catch it in the theater because I was working. I was on the road, and maybe while I'm in quarantine, I'll catch it while I'm in quarantine. I get so Black how Bonnie did you and Clyde. Surpa- got- how did you dodge all the conversations about it? Which like mean? people, I just feel like it was a heavily talked about, tweeted Instagram. Like it was a like it was a social thing that everybody discussed. And what you just, you were just like... I wouldn't say anything. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, when they were talking about it at work and Trevor was asking me, he was like, oh, have you seen Queen of Summers? Like, I haven't seen it yet. And then people just leave you alone. Because I just haven't seen it yet. I just hadn't seen it yet. Wow. So I was like, I was busy. I stopped. Can you catch it now? Can you put that on your list of things to do while you in quarantine? <laughs> I mean, I guess I could. Uh... <laughs> 
not it. But it's like, but also you have to understand that I don't watch a lot of uh I don't watch a lot of shows with love stories. Oh, okay. I think you would enjoy this one. I think I want I want you to watch it. Let's discuss in chat. I feel like this gives okay. you a um who was is it just black? Is it black Bonnie and Clyde? Just tell the truth. Well, it's I wouldn't necessarily call it Black Bonnie and Clyde because they weren't like a hundred percent those people like they wasn't like you know like yeah we got our gun we they weren't prim- right but um okay. i would just describe it as uh what's the movie with jada pickett smith in it um jason's yes Lewis. that's what i would describe it as oh okay. modern- oh no i hate that fuck okay. oh, it's a modern it's worst- day jason's lyrics it that movie is awful and what makes me so mad about it is that one? It took me so long to understand that Jada Pinkett's character was named Lyric. Fine. <laughs> then, which makes it weird that the title of the movie is Possessive. I don't <laughs> like any of that. Then, uh, Lorenz Tate and Jada Pinkett are very good actors. Mm-hmm. I don't know who was the director of this movie that made them lose all of their acting ability. Oh, uh, okay. It's a horrible movie. It is very badly written. It's very badly. I was like, I'm not, I, I can't. So if it's anything like that, you don't talk me right out of this, sis. Yeah. You don't talk me right out of this. The reason why I compare it to Jason's lyric is because like, I feel like Jason's lyric was a modern, it was a love story for that time. And I feel like this would be the love story for this time. Like they was, it was, you know, they was having sex out by some trees and shit. Like that's how this movie was. But Jason Lyrics said was fucking in the woods. That's too. what I'm like, saying. I guess, That's why I compare it to the two. You're not trying to see that? Well, if this was supposed to be a modern love story, then they need to be fucking in some gentrified coffee shop bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a love story for a current time, y'all need to be fucking on a bird scooter. Well, I mean, this the car bullshit. was nice, friend. The car was nice. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't watch a lot of love stories because uh, it makes me, they make me sad. Oh, okay. Well, I, I usually watch so, them, yeah. you know, just for intro, introspection. That's what Okay, so quit stalling. What's yours? Okay, friend? my black ass confession is I have never watched The Wire. Oh, yeah, I haven't either. Oh, well, welcome to my black ass confession. Usually when I say that, because I've read it and I was like, oh, this is easy. Because when I say that, people go, off they always reference it they always have inside jokes about it they always talk about it being like the best black real raw and i'm over here like hi haven't seen one episode i one didn't see it because i didn't have cable that's the main thing um two i'm tired of seeing us sell drugs that's true so That's the other reason I didn't watch. I'm just like, I'm tired of watching that cell drug. Yeah. This is our whole fucking existence. Right. It's just fucking, t- I'm good. I'm really all right. Yeah. I just want to see us in this. I just want to see Atlanta niggas going, you know, going to brunch, chilling. Yeah. Like, this is not. Would you really enjoy that? Up, <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that just what Insecure is? I don't know. <laughs> like. I want to see niggas with some coins, man. I'm tired of seeing well, us. I'm tired of watch, the You better go watch Black as Fuck because that's apparently what they showing. Black people with money. So there you go. Somebody got to make you happy, though, say. You can't be out here just being no, 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 no. 
No, I watch. No, Insecure is fine because it's showing. It's I like the fact that it's like I'm having a rough time, but I'm doing okay. You see what I'm saying? So it's not like you know. Well, you know, my third baby daddy just got out of jail. Like I understand that's a reality for certain people, but at the same time, I don't always want to watch it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with their life. What I'm saying is, I can't uh, all the TV shows. Because it's not just what you're showing me, it's what you're showing everybody. True. True. So you're showing everybody that we still live in the fucking good times. We still strapping and stuff. No, man. I don't I don't want to do this with y'all. So I'm really not... A, I, certain stuff I just don't... Right. I'm tired of watching us fucking sell drugs, dude. And then in all that drug dealing TV shows, there's barely any black women in it. So... What's that about? I don't know. Like, they act like we selling drugs. Come on, dog. <laughs> Come on, guys. So that would be a show that you would watch, all black, winning cash. Where is the equal opportunity employment? (laughs) This is completely disrespectful. How dare you act like that women can't sell drugs? This is wild. This is rude, friend. We should be be involved in the conversation. (laughs) But yeah, I I haven't watched The Wire. I don't think I plan to neither, but. Well, Amina, I know you have to go take care of a Girl, your child. he already just came to the door three times because I told him four o'clock and my man's is like, it's four nine. I don't know what to do with my nine minutes of my life. Let me out of jail. <laughs> let me. Where is he at? Let me, let me talk to him. Let me let talk me to him. Where's my friend? Nasir. Come here, my baby. Hi, Nasir. Hold on. Put your... Hi, my baby. Hi. <laughs> Hi, can I borrow your mom for a few more minutes till we're done? Excuse me? I said, can I borrow um, your mom for a few more minutes? We're doing, um, we're working right now. Can I have her for a few more minutes and then I can give her back to you? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. How have you been? Oh. My friend, baby. I love this. All right. <laughs> Girl, you can't give him too much ammo. Okay. Now, if there's anything that you pe- that you think people should take away from the show, uh, what do you think that is? Hmm, that's a good question. Let's see. What do I think people should take away from the show? Um. Okay. Okay. This is what I think people should take away from the show, especially when it comes to money and families. People think that is going to change the dynamic of how the family flows. But I feel like with every every mm-hmm. family, no matter how much money you got, no ha- matter how much y'all look or don't look alike, it's always going to be some type of drama. So I think they, the show did a really, really good job of portraying how families really are. Okay, that makes sense. Because um, I think sometimes you look at folks and you're like, oh, their family's perfect. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they have this, have that. And then you kind of find out Oh, there's a whole bunch of shit been going down in this family. Exactly. That we don't know about it because they have a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. But that's that's also that when sense. you're dealing with your family. Don't try to make your family, no no matter how small or big it is, don't try to make your family uh, be portrayed in a certain way because that's just not the dynamics of how people are. It could be all types of things going on. We all make bad decisions. And so uh, I think that's a good takeaway. Okay, well, Amina, I just want to thank you, friend, for coming on the show. Um, we might have to keep talking to Nasir in the podcast because 
Uh, he's a young star, yeah. the baby boy. <laughs> Thank you, girl. You I can't wait till we you all. He was uh, ready to take over. He was grabbing for my laptop. I was like, move. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he can have the uh, number one rated podcast. Start getting that boy to start interviewing people. Uh, the young journalist, yeah, the young beaky. Come on, oh, boy. <laughs> I want to thank Amina Amani for joining me on the show today. I got to talk to her, one of her favorite people, her son, Nasir. We had so much fun talking about growing up in Atlanta, going to black church, and the question of, is it a black ass show if it was created by a white man? How do y'all feel about that? Let me know in the comments and in the reviews. I want to thank you guys for listening. Our creator and producer of the show is Judith Carbo. Our supervising producer is Rebecca Steinberg. Our music composer and supervisor is Brendan Solomon Lynch. Our audio engineer is Jessica Gutierrez. Our executive producer is Jason Smith. And I'm your host, Dulce Sloan. So join us next time on That Black Ass Show. A podcast network.